everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to be discussing the transits for the month of September 2023. So as always, before we get started, keep in mind that on this podcast, we use the Vedic sidereal system of astrology, which is in fact different than the Western tropical system. So the placements and planets times, dates (laughs) that I'm going to be using are going to be in alignment again with the sidereal Vedic system of astrology. And on that note, on the topic of Vedic astrology, the traditional term for Vedic astrology is Jyotish or the science of light. And I haven't discussed this on the podcast recently, but I think it's Important to remember that Jyotish is a limb of the Vedas. And so the Vedas is the infinite knowledge. That's what the Vedas represent is infinite knowledge, infinite wisdom. And they have these limbs that supplement the support of self-realization. Some of those limbs being Jyotish, Ayurveda, yoga, to name a few. And so again, if we are on this quest of of self-realization, these tools can help support that path. And so one of the most amazing journeys of my life was creating the Inner Knowing Vedic Coaching Program that helps synthesize Ayurveda, Jyotish, and yoga, helping to guide individuals in creating a life of meaning and purpose, a life of alignment. Again, utilizing their astrological makeup, looking at their uh, karmic genetic code, if you will, to help support their uh, progress in life, to know when challenges may be coming or when really beneficial supportive times may be coming, helping to understand themselves in a really deep way. Ayurveda, helping individuals understand themselves again, in a a deeper way, physically understanding their Ayurvedic physical constitution. And then also, of course, helping people with developing a daily spiritual practice with mindfulness and yoga. And so it is six months of training, working independently, and then working with me one-on-one as well as in a group setting. Again, I've ran this program two times already, and it has just been so amazing and rewarding and fulfilling both times. I cannot believe that I'm already preparing to run it for a third time. I cannot wait to meet the individuals who decide to apply and register for the program. I am officially accepting discovery calls. And so if you are interested in this six month program, learning more about how to work in alignment with your Vedic astrology chart, with your Ayurvedic constitution, learning how to really um, incorporate spiritual life in your day-to-day routine, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings, and you'll see Inner Knowing Vedic Coaching Program, but you can also just click the tab for Get Coached. Again, I cannot wait to run this program again. I'm so, so excited. So looking at the month of September, I mean, first of all, I love that it's September 1st as I am posting this. I love when this happens. It happens every so often that Friday happens to be the first day of the month. Um, And so we really get to, you know, work through the month together. But that being said, we're kind of starting off September in a little bit of 
an intense state. Um, there are a few intense things happening this month in the month of September. We're kind of working towards an intense end of the month into October. We'll get into that. But there are also a lot of really exciting things happening this month as well. But you know, as we begin September, we have Mercury retrograde, Venus retrograde, Saturn retrograde, Jupiter's preparing to retrograde. And when we have many planets in retrograde motion, the energy of the planet intensifies. The energetic influence of the planet becomes stronger. We feel it more intensely. And so we're feeling this kind of intense pressure from all of these planets that's influencing various areas of life. And so that being said, while you're listening to this, if you are moving through something that feels a little intense, or if you're in a state of analysis paralysis, or I always say like debilitated by choice, you have a lot of options or a lot of choices, or maybe there are things in your life that you feel unclear or uncertain about, you are certainly not alone and you're kind of exactly where you need to be. Nothing needs to get figured out right away. There doesn't need to be any type of impulsive action. It's definitely a good time to go within, right? Retrograde planets, it's insightful. That's what it kind of induces. It really encourages us to look within, to internalize, to reflect right? When we think about retrograde, it supports anything that is in regards to like RE. So revise, revisit, reestablish, recommit. So we're kind of going back. It's not anything that necessarily needs to be created new or needs to get done. It's really nice to work with what we have to kind of internalize, to really check in with ourselves. So some of us may have really exciting things that we're moving forward with. Nothing wrong with that. If you feel secure and confident in it, trust your instincts, trust your gut. All I'm saying is that at the beginning of this month, if you're feeling that kind of pressure, don't just let it alleviate. If you have time to make a choice, don't force yourself to make any choices right now. So again, as we start off this month, Venus is retrograde, but the most amazing news is that Venus is going direct on September 3rd. I talked about this on my Patreon account, patreon.com slash astrology now podcast, where I post a few other times a week, but, um, I was saying, release the doves, release the confetti, like let's celebrate. I am so excited that Venus is going direct. What a doozy. As I was saying before, Venus retrogrades every so often, but it's very rare <laughs> that Venus is retrograding from a fire sign to a water sign, meaning it's crossing those Gandanta degrees that we've been talking about, and that Venus is a karma control planet, meaning that Rahu or Ketu is in a Venus ruled sign. So this has been an intense time. If you've been having relationship struggles or if relationships have been getting rocked or things have been coming up from the past, you know, issues or lessons around intimacy have been prevalent, again, it is the season for it, but Venus will go direct on September 3rd. This is amazing news. Relationships, easier, lighter, more fortunate. We can take everything that we learned during our Venus retrograde period and move on and move forward and implement those lessons into our life to create more harmonious, happy relationships. 
So that's nice. But then on September 4th, Jupiter is going to retrograde. So as Venus is going direct, Jupiter is going to retrograde. Now, Jupiter retrogrades more frequently than Venus does. Retrogrades more often. It also retrogrades for kind of an extended period of time. Jupiter will be in retrograde motion between September 4th of 2023 through December 30th of 2023. It's going to retrograde at 21 degrees of Aries. So if you have planets at 21 degrees of any of the cardinal signs, if you have a planet at 21 degrees of Aries, Libra, Capricorn, or Cancer, this may influence you a little bit more. Jupiter is a planet of abundance and prosperity, luck and fortune. If you have any planets around that degree point, it should only expand and support that planet. It may bring some sort of opportunity in some way. And so that's actually really exciting and really nice. Um, and Jupiter is a social planet. And so Jupiter and Saturn are both considered social planets in sidereal astrology it really has an impact on the masses, on the climate, on culture, opinions globally. It has to do with the economy. And Jupiter is also in the fifth house of the United States chart. The fifth house is the house of speculation. It also has to do with stock. So this may actually have an impact on the economy, on finances, uh, on the stock market. So these are things to be mindful of. I also want to say that this is, this is a big period. This is a big time in general. There are a few different astrological reasons as to why I say this. This is a period where cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, alternative um, ways of managing finances, it's becoming more prevalent, but then also this like digitizing wealth. It's a big time for it. This Jupiter retrograde may have an impact on these things as well. There may be an extra emphasis on the digitizing of wealth, on cryptocurrency. I think it's really fascinating. I'm really interested in this. I'm actually not like there are some astrologers out there who specifically study stock and finances and that's like their thing and that's what they really enjoy. And I really love that for them. <laughs> that's not usually what I'm like super interested in. But I'm really interested in the digitizing of wealth and in Bitcoin and crypto. I, I think it's unbelievably fascinating. And I've been talking about this for so long. I think that's why I'm so fascinated with it was because I remember starting my podcast. I think it was 2018 when I started the podcast. And I was talking about Pluto return. And I was like, Pluto return is going to start happening in 2020. You know, it's going to work its way. Exact return is 2024. There's going to be an emphasis on economy and finances and currency and all that. And it's just been amazing to like watch it all kind of happen in front of my eyes. It's like astrology never gets boring. It's the most fascinating thing in the world. And even when some of you probably are already kind of used to it, some of you may be newer to it, but there's a point where you're kind of like, you fully trust that it works, but it still just blows you away. Anyway, this is one of them for me. Really interested in this. Watching Jupiter retrograde will be interesting. I'm curious. So, um, but that being said, I, I do want to talk about Pluto return because we haven't discussed it for a while. Pluto return happened for the United States in 2020. That's when it began. And so the United States has never had a Pluto return before. Okay. 
Whenever a planet returns, there's usually some type of big event, could be a big upheaval in relationship to the planet that is returning. And of course, in relationship to the sign that it's in. So for the United States, Pluto is in the sign of Capricorn. Again, currency, government structures, finances, systems. When 2020 happened, all of this got called into question and, you know, it affected the world. Um, But the United States specifically is in this return period. And the exact return date is going to happen in 2024 in the fall, which I think is so interesting. And um, so we know that there's going to be something big happening around that period of time. And if we think about it, for an for an event to occur, for a big event to occur, there are usually catalysts. There are catalysts that happen. You know, I believe that COVID and the pandemic was the beginning. That was like the first domino for things to start happening and for us to start realizing things about our country. And I say our country because I'm in the United States, but, you know, about countries around the world, about the United States. And I think that things happening in this later part of 2023 are going to be important. I think that the things that are happening in the later part of this year are going to contribute to whatever event is happening in 2024. That's my own personal belief. You know, we'll see what happens. I could totally be wrong, but this is what I think. Um, And we'll kind of, we'll get into why I think that. But um, we're getting ready for some pretty big shifts here at the end of 2023. Um, and so we'll, we'll talk about that. But anyway, I do think that we can anticipate pretty, pretty big events happening in the fall of 2024. And I think that there are going to be events happening, information being revealed in the meantime, that is going to contribute to that event and those changes. So with that being said, you know, I think that we can already see a lot of changes happening in the United States. I think so much information has come out with Jeffrey Epstein and different, you know, elite people, people in elite positions having affiliations to Jeffrey Epstein and all of these different rings of corruption. I mean, it's almost like the truth is stranger than fiction. There have been people who have been claiming this stuff for years and no one believed them and everyone brushed it off as conspiracy and now it's coming out as truth. And to me, you know, I it's been an interesting thing to witness. And I think that there may be, you know, more of that kind of coming to light. Maybe not necessarily that specific topic, but things similar. So have that in the back of your mind. So again, that's going to be September 4th. If you are a Pisces moon or Pisces rising, Sagittarius moon, Sagittarius rising, if you are running a Jupiter Dasha, this is also going to influence you more. Again, September 4th to December 30th, if you are ruled by Jupiter as a Pisces or as a Sagittarius, then yes, this is going to be more of a time of reflection and internalizing. There are going to be really important life events that are happening that really help you gain clarity on what you're wanting long-term and where you would like to take the direction of your life. Of course, it also depends on where Jupiter is transiting and um, which planets, if you have any plants and Aries and things of that nature. So 
On September 14th, we are going to have a new moon in Leo in the nakshatra of Uttara Falguni. And so this new moon is going to be with Mercury. (laughs) As Mercury is retrograding, it's going to be with Saturn or it's going to be aspected by Saturn while Saturn is retrograde. Something I was noticing about this new moon specifically is that it's actually aspected by quite a few malefics. And so I do think around September 14th, we should be mindful of sensitivity, of lower energy, accidents and injuries may be a little bit more prevalent just because we may be tired and fatigued, maybe not paying as much attention. It's definitely a time to take care, to turn more inward, to hone in on yen energy, quote unquote, which again is more nourishing. Now, the new moon, again, it's in the sign of Leo and Leo has to do with leaders, influencers, people who take care of the kingdom. It has to do with the kingdom. Again, I do think that September in general is going to put pressure on leaders around the world. And I think that around this new moon period, um, there may be something else, you know, coming up, some sort of video or some sort of information that happens. Something I was thinking about is Mitch McConnell. I feel like he's been in the news quite a bit, like freezing up. You know, it just seems like there there are people in these positions of influence who are kind of having a hard time. And now with social media, so much can be caught and revealed that maybe mainstream media historically hasn't wanted hasn't wanted to share now it's kind of more public I don't know maybe maybe something like that will come out again um and we will do a specific segment on the new moon together so we'll definitely have an entire segment on the new moon talking about this new moon in Leo but I think that around that period I think that we just need to watch out for leaders and influencers people in positions of power kingdoms you know um unions as well. I also want to say that Uttara Falguni is specifically related to marriage. I actually love the nakshatra of Uttara Falguni. It's one of the marriage nakshatras, Porva Falguni and Uttara Falguni. And so this is a time where just, you know, put it on your calendar. It's like lay low, turn inwards, take advantage of yen energy and really nourish relationships of all kind. This is an intense month. All of us are going to need more patience, more compassion, more gentleness, more nourishment. If we feel that we're being nitpicky or critical or harsh, note it on your calendar. It's like mid-month. Take some time to show appreciation, to be compassionate, to be sweet, to do something with someone, right? It could be a significant other. It could be a friend, someone from work, whoever, to nourish and revitalize ourselves. So on September 15th, Mercury is going to direct at 13 degrees of Leo. Again, this is great news. Planets are going to start going direct, which is really nice. You know, I've said this before and I'll say it again, Venus retrograde, I'll say Venus and Mars are the ones that I notice very, very viscerally in the world around me. I would even venture to say Venus specifically. Every single time Venus retrogrades, it's like no one can hide it. It's like so blatantly obvious. So Venus going direct is great. Mercury retrogrades a few times a year, but you know, Mercury is one of these planets that is quite personal in nature. You know, I feel that, um, in our age with technology and phones and texting and email and computers, we are engaging with mercurial, apparatuses for lack of better words so often that when mercury retrogrades we really really feel it you know if we were living out 
in nature, you know, drinking natural water, gathering fruits, you know, hunting, whatever. It's like, we're not as engaged with Mercury, but in today's society, Mercury cannot be escaped. Having a strong Mercury, being well-versed with Mercury helps exponentially. When Mercury goes retrograde, we all tend to really feel it because it can bring issues with technology, texting, emails, you know, vehicles, anything around the kitchen, any type of appliance, anything that uses technology is Mercury. And so when it goes retrograde, we can have those types of problems. So, you know, keep that in mind as well, that until September 15th, we should still be extra mindful when it comes to communication, when it comes to our verbal communication, we're more likely to be misunderstood, to be misinterpreted, take extra care. Once September 15th comes, we you know, no longer have an excuse. <laughs> so anyway, on September 15th, Mercury will go direct. We should start feeling better, but it's always a good time to be mindful of communication and being compassionate with that. So the sun is going to enter the sign of Virgo from September 17th to October 17th. So this is something that I want to talk about. You know, the sun in Virgo, I think is going to have an interesting impact. Um, but before we get into that, if you were born between September 17th and October 17th, according to the sidereal system of astrology, then your sun is in the sign of Virgo. So happy birthday to all of our Virgo sons. We are so appreciative for your kind nature, your nature of service, always wanting to help and support other people. And also your very detailed, perhaps sometimes critical eye, <laughs> but you can always see exactly what needs to be altered, what needs to be done, what needs to be adjusted or fixed, resulting in a perfect product or piece of art or idea or concept. And so you are just so absolutely necessary. So, um, so again, the sun's going to be in Virgo. Remember that Mars is currently in the sign of Virgo until October. If you've gotten a personal reading with me, I've been talking about this conjunction that we're going to have in early October with K2 and Mars. K2 and Mars are going to conjoin in the very early degrees of Libra. That conjunction, I think, is going to be quite intense. K2 is said to act a lot like Mars. Whenever we look at any global catastrophe, Mars and K2 are almost always involved. When those two planets come together in early October, it's definitely a time to be extra mindful, okay? Um... And this is also going to be our month of eclipses. So, you know, again, we have a lot coming up. October is going to be our next eclipse season for 2023. October 3rd is when Mars and K2 are going to be conjoined. And then at the end of October into November, or really into November, this is when Rahu and K2 are going to change into the signs of Libra and Virgo. So really the picture that I'm trying to paint for everybody is that we're kind of moving towards this tunnel. I'm almost like envisioning a slide at a water park. 
It's like we're kind of getting into this slide at the end of 2023 and we're going to end up on a different side <laughs> that feels totally different, that looks totally different. Um, and it's beginning to change here in the month of September. Um, so again, before that, we're going to have the sun and Mars conjoin in the sign of Virgo. Virgo is the sign of health and healing and wellness. It also has to do with service to other people, servitude, helping, supporting. The sixth sign of the Zodiac is Virgo, right? Virgo is the sixth sign. When we think about the sixth house, it's one of my favorite houses. It's the house of service. It's the house of helping and healing. If you're, if you're a healer, if you help people, if you're a social worker, if you work in the line of defense, taking care of other people in some way, there's something happening with the sixth house. The important thing to remember about the sixth house is that it's also the house of obstacles, enemies, challenges, upheaval, illness. So with two malefics, with the sun and Mars transiting the sign, there can absolutely be things coming up issues involving health, issues involving wellness. We've seen in the media having these new strains of COVID come about, you know, mask mandates. There may be this continuation occurring with this placement. I also want to say in our own personal lives, depending on where this transit is happening, and I do talk about this on Patreon, but depending on where this transit is happening, it could bring up some inflammation or some heat or headaches or spraining an ankle or having um, gastrointestinal issues because Virgo is also like the intestine. So dietary stuff, really needing to be mindful. And so my broad stroke advice to everyone is using this period of time to get healthier, to really take care of yourselves. Um, if there's been any intention that you've been wanting to set in terms of going to the gym or taking more walks or getting more vitamin D or drinking more water or tweaking your diet, whatever it may be, this is the time to do it. But it's also the time not to overdo it because we are more prone to like spraining a wrist or spraining an ankle or having an accident. So finding that happy balance with health and wellness. This is also a phenomenal month, September 17th to October 18th for service, for helping. If you've been wanting to volunteer somewhere, if you've been wanting to offer time or offer charity, this is also an awesome time. If you've been wanting to go to an Ayurvedic practitioner, go to an herbalist, if you've been wanting to seek functional medicine, if you've been seeking out a new doctor, this could be, depending on your chart, but it could very well be a time where you are supported in finding an amazing specialist that really resonates with you. Um, but again, in the grand scheme of things, we need to be watching out and also because the sun is in Virgo, it's going to be aspected by Neptune. So there could be illusionary stuff about leaders, illusionary stuff about CEOs or bosses, people in positions of power. It could either be that something is not quite as it seems. It could also be that something interesting is coming out in the media. This is also a time again, because Neptune has to do with waters and oceans, we should be mindful of water resources of oil and gas and things like that. Um, but again, this aspect of Neptune on the sun, it can influence the masses, meaning something big with a world leader could come out, but it could also just be in our personal life. You get an email you weren't supposed to get, you know, you learn something about a boss or something in some way there could be, you know, something to that effect. And in our own personal life, when it comes to what we have control over being as, you know, with our integrity, 
being as honest and truthful as possible, being as transparent as possible, because we don't want to fall folly to any of that, um, you know, illusionary energy. But Neptune is also spirituality, so it could also be stepping into our own power as a spiritual person, you know, bringing our spiritual gifts into how we lead or how we influence if that's something that's in alignment, if that's something that has been calling to you. So on September 29th, we are going to have a full moon in Pisces. You all know I love the sign of Pisces. It's like one of my favorites. And the full moon is going to be in Uttara Bhadrapada. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for long, you know that the Bhadrapadas are very intense. We were talking about the knives like marriage nakshatras, Purva Falguni and Uttara Falguni. That's like the marriage bed, the two nakshatras that go together that have to do with the marriage bed. Then we have the Bajrapadas, <laughs> Purva Bajrapada and Uttara Bajrapada. This is the funeral cot. It's a different vibe. Whenever we have transits in the Bajrapadas, there is some sort of purification. There is some sort of tapas, heat, fire that leaves us only with what is essential and necessary. We'll get more into this. We'll do an entire segment on this. But remember that when there is a funeral pyre, when something is burning, the material attributes, what is left is what is eternal. It's very intense, but very deeply spiritual. Very interesting. I love the Bajrapadas. They're very, very interesting nakshatras. Very, very intense nakshatras. This full moon is going to be with Neptune. It's going to be aspected, of course, by the sun and by Mars. So I do, again, I see this as being kind of intense. The end of September, I see as bringing some sort of intensity. The other thing is that Mars, by this full moon period, will be very closely aspecting Uranus with its eighth aspect. Okay. And so Mars's eighth aspect is always something to be mindful of because eight in Vedic astrology is ups and downs, sudden changes, metamorphosis, upheavals. It can be intense. So that full moon may spur some sort of event into motion. Mars, of course, is the planet of war and fire and intensity. It's going to be aspecting Uranus, which is sudden events, can be um, earth shaking, you know, tectonic plates. It can be electricity like we've spoken about before. I think I was just talking about that on Patreon perhaps, but, um, we need to be watching out for that again, tune in for the full moon segment and we will kind of dive deeper into that. And then right after that full moon, September will be wrapping up and then we'll have the opening of October where K2 and Mars come together, and then we will enter eclipse season. So I promise you all, the events that are happening in September are leading to some sort of intensity for the month of October and really for the end of the year um, as we are preparing to see Rahu move into the sign of Pisces and K2 move into the sign of Virgo. Hmm. It's intense. The reason I say it's intense is because this is opposite of where the planets like to be. Well, there are a few reasons why this is intense. First of all, Rahu is a Gandanta. We spoke about that in a previous podcast. Rahu is currently in the Gandanta degrees. It will be Gandanta through the end of the year into 2024. And when a planet is Gandanta, Gandanta means not. 
And the way that I was taught is that when a planet rolls over the Gandanta degrees, karmic matters are unraveled. This is particularly important because Rahu is a karmic node. So as Rahu moves over these degree points, karmic things come to the surface globally. They come to the surface in regards to our personal life. So some of us are going to be going through major life transitions, major life changes, big time, especially if we're in a Rahu Dasha. If Rahu is a very important planet in our chart, if our moon is like in a Rahu ruled nakshatra, um, if we have planets in these degrees, really, I mean, we have planets at the early degrees of Aries, final degrees of Pisces, it's big. So this is one of the reasons why this is a big deal. Also, Pisces is the final sign of the zodiac. Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. Endings and beginnings, closings and openings, big life shift. The final reason that we'll talk about today is that Rahu is the secondary ruler of Virgo. K2 is the secondary ruler of Pisces. Pisces is the final sign, right? It's moksha, liberation. It's the liminal space between material reality and the spiritual realm. K2 represents the exact same things. So when K2 is in Pisces, when K2 is in the 12th house, it does very well. Now Rahu does very well in the sixth house. Rahu loves to overcome obstacles, overcome enemies. It loves to like get to work, right? The sixth house is also day-to-day work. But Rahu governs Virgo as well. And so this transit that we have coming up is flipped where Rahu will be in the sign of Pisces. K2 will be in the sign of Virgo. So the energy isn't as harmonious. There are going to be some interesting things that are happening. And I must say... That for the United States birth chart, this is the 10th and 4th house. I've been talking about this. I posted about it on Instagram. I think I must have spoken about it either on this podcast or a Patreon podcast. But the 4th and 10th, the 10th is how we appear to the outer world. It has to do with the government. It has to do with our ability to lead and influence. And the 4th house has to do with the homeland, the heart space, you know literally like where we come from, like our home, homeland specifically. And so with the nodes entering these houses for the United States, I certainly anticipate it having a really big effect. Not to mention the United States will be in Sati Sati, the seven and a half year period of change and in Pluto return. So we have a lot coming up for 2024. I hope that this was helpful and interesting for those of you out there who really get into the details of astrology. Um, But this is definitely a full month ahead. I hope that you feel well equipped with information to help you navigate it. Certainly be looking forward to the upcoming podcast that we will do specifically on the new moon in Uttara Falguni. Again, if you are interested in working with me for six months in the Inner Knowing Vedic Coaching Program, I would love to hear from you. You can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, to schedule a discovery call. If you would like to book a 30-minute reading, you can go to my website, again, innerknowing.yoga. My Patreon account is patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast, and my Instagram is astrologynow underscore podcast. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now.